Welcome to Let It Grow Investing. I'm Jeff. Thank you for stopping by. Let's talk about stocks, crypto, market news, investing ideas, and strategies. I'm not a financial advisor, and this is only for entertainment purposes. Please make sure to like, follow, and share so that we can all grow together. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to Let It Grow for another fun episode. We are looking at all types of movement in the market right now. We've got big crypto gains. Uh, We've got big stock market news. We've got infrastructure bills getting passed by Congress. Uh, We've got Elon Musk, you know, tweeting out, should he sell 10% of his Tesla shares? It's just a mess out there. Uh, Mainly we're green though. We are seeing a lot of big movements Uh, since Monday's episode, those growth stocks we were talking about. Uh, they are doing really well. Uh, even some of the first picks that I made on the podcast are finally starting to shine. They have taken their time, uh, but now we're seeing some big gains. So I'm definitely glad that you guys are here and, uh, you know, welcome back. If you are new, uh, please make sure to subscribe and share the podcast. We're really trying to grow this community. And, uh, you know, I, I really want to get this, uh, this page bigger so we can have a community of like-minded investors that uh, want to share their different ideas and strategies together. Uh, you know, we're definitely thinking about some new things. Uh, I'm kind of thinking about doing some sort of investing challenge for 22. And I'm not too sure what that's going to be, if it's going to be like a weekly contribution uh, dollar cost averaging into some positions, or maybe just putting a chunk of money in uh, January 1st, see if we can trade it around and how we're going to end up at the end of the year. Um, so if you got some thoughts on that, you know, please let me know, um, either on the Facebook page or just message me or leave a comment on the anchor.fm page slash let it grow and, uh, and let me know your thoughts, whether you'd like to see a growth stock portfolio uh, some kind of trading type portfolio or what we can do with a mixture of, of the two or even some dividend plays in there as well. Um, so yeah, that's what I'm looking at right now, but let's, uh, let's get into it. So Elon, uh, decides to, uh, post on Twitter. Should he sell 10% of his Tesla stock? And that is bringing Tesla shares down on Monday. Um, there's a lot of speculation as to why, but at the end of the day, um, I think it's really going to just be over a tax bill and uh, people that are trying to, or, or the government's trying to impose these taxes on unrealized capital gains on billionaires and the super rich, um, which is a bad thing for everyone, really, because it generally starts at the top where you got to tax these people that are, are far too wealthy. And then we're going to start seeing it trickle down to, uh, you know, everyday people, um, you know, just regular average Joes, plumbers, uh, teachers, bus drivers, you know, pick a pick a field and uh, we'll, we'll see those taxes tend to trickle down over time. Uh, and this is bad for people who hold stocks because you've got uh, these unrealized capital gains, meaning that if you've made money in the stock market, you generally don't pay any in taxes until you sell your stocks. 
But now what they're trying to do is impose these taxes before you sell to make it where these billionaires owe money ahead of the time where they actually sell their stocks. Um, so, you know, Elon is very wealthy, but it's on paper. Uh, but he doesn't really take much of a salary from Tesla. So he doesn't pay as much in tax because most of his money is wrapped up into stock. Um, but if this were to go through, he would owe money based on the market value of his stock shares that he owns, which would be massive. So a lot of people are, you know, saying he's he's doing this and he was going to sell this per, you know percentage regardless of what Twitter said. You know, I mean, he's Elon. He's pretty, you know, out there as far as what he's going to do, kind of cryptic sometimes, but you know, the, the idea was already there. So is he selling this $26 billion or whatever it's going to end up being, uh, you know, for himself or is it to pay taxes and what's he going to do with this money? There's been speculation that he's going to, um, you know, put it into some cryptos in the meantime, which is causing crypto market to, to, you know, be a little bit more inflated because you want to get in before that $26 billion comes in or even a fraction of that, you know? So there's a lot of hype around what he's going to do, what the market's doing, uh, what Tesla's doing, Bitcoin, Ethereum, Doge, you know, all of them are going to be affected to some extent from this kind of news. Uh, but we also had the infrastructure bill get signed by Congress, uh, you know, so we're waiting to see if that gets uh, signed into law. And yeah, it was about 1.2 trillion that was signed on Friday. And, uh, you know, there's going to be a bunch of different things that we're going to see in the way of, uh, you know, streets, bridges, 5G, uh, EV vehicles, or EVs, and, you know, different, uh, different things that are going to make the, the country uh, you know, a little bit smoother operating things like that, better ports and things. So there's a lot going on in it, but a lot of those stocks that we had talked about, uh, you know, it's been a couple episodes now on the infrastructure bill plays. Those ones are really uh, taking off now. So we are seeing stocks like ABML, uh, the, the lithium recycling play finally come back to life. We are seeing ChargePoint uh, surge today. Both are up over 13%. Um, also Lucid, which has been on a tear is now up about 10.6% at $46. Uh, even Caterpillar that we were talking about in the high 180s, low 190s is now at 214. You know, so there's been a bunch of different changes in the market in what's going on. And we're, we're definitely watching all these changes to see where we can, you know, put our money to capitalize on these uh, infrastructure plays that are going to be happening over the next five to 10 years. Uh, ABML does have a, a couple pages that are in the, the infrastructure bill that we're looking for companies that can recycle lithium and what we're going to do to, um, you know, uh, I guess more or less, uh, keep these batteries out of landfills and keep them back into the cars over time. So we, you know, we don't have this waste. We aren't constantly mining lithium and we're, you know, kind of be responsible with the the things that we're making now. So this one uh, is an American company that's, you know, based in uh, Nevada. So it's got that going for it over other companies. It's got, you know, all the things in place already 
to be ready for this, uh, these infrastructure bills and the requirements that the government are proposing in this package. So that one, uh, like I said, up 14%, it's been kind of uh, lackluster here. It's been more or less just kind of trading sideways. And this is kind of a breakout that we've been waiting to see. Now, this one is an OTC uh, stock, so it's over the counter. You cannot buy it through uh, in the NASDAQ or you know Russell index. This one you need to go and generally pay a commission fee in order to trade it. It's on E-Trade, it's $4.95. I'm not too sure what it is on other platforms. Um, but that way, if this one were to get uplisted into the NASDAQ or into the Russell, index and those commissions are dropped that uplist would certainly help from the standpoint of no commissions but also if there's any etfs that hold the whole nasdaq they would have to buy abml uh, and that way you know there's going to be a lot of positive movements should this one get uplisted into one of these other exchanges so i'm still uh, holding i've been looking to buy i bought a couple shares today but uh you know i'd like to add a larger chunk if it comes back down uh just some of the positive movement is uh is definitely good to see uh on that one but you know chargepoint volta blink all of those are doing really well uh today also on that news that uh we're gonna have five hundred thousand chargers in this infrastructure bill and you know these are going to be the the first ones that are going to get bought up and hopefully we can definitely see some of those orders come through once this bill is passed and then we'll definitely have some kind of positive direction with the government backing you know the use of uh evs in everyone's lives and we'll we'll definitely see some some more movements and and go from there as to where the the price targets are going to be and how much growth we can expect because right now uh they have a, a ballpark but then once the the government starts placing orders kind of similar to uh tesla getting that hertz rental car order it's going to make this one skyrocket plus the if it should get uplisted that's also going to help drastically um you know but like even the caterpillar the uh, the four percent gain today. I definitely think we're going to start retesting those those highs soon if this infrastructure bill goes through. But yeah, so those are all stocks that are doing well on this news, and uh, you know I really have a, a strong feeling that some of these are really going to rebound hard, especially the growth stocks that were kind of sold off towards the end of summer. They're going to really start coming back into favor as uh, some of these different initiatives get established and we know where we're going we have a clear outlook for the the plan that's going to be taking over uh should this infrastructure bill or the build back better plan get signed into law uh, whether you're against it or for it there's certainly going to be companies that are going to prosper off of this news so just pay attention to what's going on out there uh i mean you can always just check back here and we'll, we'll try to cover the pertinent news that's out there but uh you know that's what i'm seeing right now and should any of these stocks take a dip tomorrow or, you know, well, this will come out Thursday, it's Monday now, but if they take any kind of dive to where, you know, there's, there's back to the, to the mean a little bit more, uh, I would certainly pounce on them. And, uh, you know, like I said, I've been, I've been buying, been adding, and I'm ready to add more, especially with some of this news that's coming out. So uh, definitely be uh, on the watch for any kind of sales on these. 
they do have a lot of uh, room left to go. You know, ABML was up in the $3 range beginning of the year on some news that came out at that time and it sold off drastically. And now at $1.43, this one I think is going to have a lot of room to run in front of it. So uh, keep your eyes on it. And, uh, you know, I'll be back right after this brief message. All right, guys, we are back. Uh, wanted to get into some crypto talk here. Um, you know, crypto has been running up really rapidly. We were at a uh, price around 61000 on Bitcoin on Saturday. Um, and now as of Monday, we had hit a new all-time high. Uh, I think we got up right around 68000 And, uh, you know, Ethereum also followed as well. And a lot of the other small altcoins had been making moves. Also, a lot of the metaverse play coins had uh, had got up there real quick, but now they are starting to fall. I think there's a little bit too much hype there. They ran up a little too fast. Uh, yeah, but Bitcoin um, Tuesday morning here is about 66.8 and uh, Ethereum is 47.80. Um, so we're definitely seeing a big run. And uh, one that has not been uh, cooperating too well, had been more on a downtrend over the past two months, uh, Cardano's finally starting to uh, rebound here. Um, you know, when I started recording this episode yesterday, we were sitting around 204 $2 roughly. Uh, but over the past day, and yeah, over the past one day, we were up 13% on Cardano to $2.35. I had said this one would take a bit longer to uh, come back up. We were going through a little bit of negative news on Cardano. But now that we are getting out of some of that negativity and some more uh, projects are coming onto the uh, Cardano network, uh, there's a little bit more positivity coming into Cardano. And uh, I think we're going to see some, some rapid runs higher from here. Um, but like I've said before, crypto is a little bit tougher to analyze, you know, um, you know, you got the, the market is kind of doesn't really have anything to go off of as far as, you know, price or earnings or EPS or outlook. Uh, we're kind of going off of what we're hearing. Uh, so it definitely makes it a little bit harder to uh, value, put a value on how much should a Bitcoin be worth. We can kind of tell from some of the, um, the charts and things that have happened in the past, but we don't necessarily have that quarterly report saying, oh yeah, it was a great quarter for Bitcoin, you know, like we might have for a stocks, you know, say like Apple, we, we have more of that update and there's uh, a lot more, you know, gray area in the crypto space, letting us know where things are headed. It's a lot driven on momentum chart volumes, things like that to where uh, there's, a, a like I said, a lot more of that gray area. But I do think that Cardano and, uh, and VeChain is coming back as well. And those are really showing some, some big movements here. And, uh, you know, my crypto portfolio is at an all-time high right now. Uh, I had traded out of some of those metaverse names and I didn't really ride those down. Uh, like I said, those were completely trades for me. So I wanted to be in and out of those. And, uh, you know, I, I was able to get out and have uh, some mild gains on a few of them and uh, still hold. Well, I sold uh, two times my initial investment on Shiba Inu and I still have uh, a good amount of money left. So I'm still uh, 
Um, waiting for another pop in that one, but right now it's all just house money. So I will take that to the bank and, and let it ride. You know, it's, uh, take the, take the first double my money to the bank and let the rest ride. So, uh, another thing that I'm doing right now is I'm, uh, trying to limit some of my exposure, uh, to some of the swings in the market as we're at all time highs. I'm taking a little bit off the table. Uh, but now when I, uh, have some of these coins expiring off of my longer term uh, staking. I'm taking a portion of that and I'm uh, selling it to USDC, the stable coin. And then I am staking that for 8, 10 or 12% gain or uh, interest just based on how long I might need that money. I'm, I'm kind of trying to stagger out my start and end dates on those while keeping some of it in a flexible stake. So I can take that money out and uh, and buy more Ethereum or more Bitcoin should the price fall. Uh, for me, it's going to probably be around a 20% drop. If we do get a drop like that, we do get a pullback, I will take advantage. Uh, Ethereum is running up rapidly and uh, I do still have most of my money in Ethereum. Second is Bitcoin. Uh, and then the the ones that kind of round out my, my crypto right now are the CRO token, Cardano, and VeChain, VET. So those are my five main picks. I do, like I said, have some in some of the altcoins. Uh, more of a small speculative play. I figure if I have a couple hundred dollars in some of these small coins that uh, could run up hundreds of percent, uh, I feel like it's a, a decent spot to have a little bit of exposure to some of these smaller coins to get that rapid rise in, uh, in some of the crypto. Um, so... Yeah, I'm just trying to have that position of USDC to get the uh, interest and also to um, take some of the risk out of Ethereum and know that I have some cash left on the side should um, Ethereum or Bitcoin drop and I see some better values. I will take that USDC and swap it back to the uh, the crypto that's going to be more volatile than, uh, you know, having your money in stable coins. But uh, the next thing I wanted to get into, we've been you know, kind of be building this uh, watch list as to what the uh, the podcast talk and, uh, you know, some of the growth stocks we've been talking about. And so I just have a, a watch list on my E-Trade labeled podcast discussion. And, uh, you know, I, I can uh, sort the list by the, the change since added. Uh, so some of the stocks are doing really well. And some of them aren't doing so hot. So I wanted to just run through maybe the top five. And uh, we're just going to run through the winners and losers here. And, uh, you know, most of these have been added in uh, September. Yeah, really September and early October. And uh, in the top five performers here, we had Affirm, AFRM, NVIDIA, Coinbase, SoFi, and uh, Sentinel-1. Um, now the best performer, uh, a firm since September 1st has run up 62%, uh, NVIDIA 59%, Coinbase 53%, SoFi 35%, Sentinel one, uh, 31%. And these have all been, uh, you know, right around two months. Some are less, some are more, but, uh, just barely. So these have been some big moves on, uh, you know, these different stocks and that, uh, 
Sentinel one, I probably didn't get too far in depth into. I don't have a position there. SoFi is actually only one that I hold outright. Uh, the other ones I probably hold in uh, in an ETF or two. I know Coinbase and uh, Nvidia are going to be in the Arc funds. I'm sure Affirm is in there as well. Uh, but Sentinel one, I'm not too sure that I have any exposure. Uh, the one that I did recommend was CrowdStrike, and that one came in number nine, 18.8% uh, .8 up in uh, about a month and a half. So that one's doing really well. Uh, I did want to take a look at the uh, the losers, and you know there are some of those as well. Um, the only one I really recommended was uh, PayPal, and that one is getting beat up. 25% down, uh, about 11% today on a weaker than uh, anticipated guidance for quarter four. And that's basically based on a lot of online sales that are they possibly diminishing uh, goods not being as available to purchase online. And they're saying a sentiment of consumers to go back to shopping malls to do some of their shopping. Uh, possibly for the fact that things aren't available online or people want to guarantee that they have these items for the holidays. I know that's definitely a concern. Uh, they did announce a Venmo partnership with Amazon to get some more sales through the Amazon, Amazon business. So that is definitely some good news. And uh, right now I'm just waiting to see where this one stops falling before I say to add any more. And, uh, you know, with this, this drastic downturn since August 26th of 26% at this point, uh, it's definitely been one that's been tough to own. And, uh, you know, for that reason, I'm trying to wait to see where this bleeding stops, you know, because of this, uh, this recent report saying that things are tough and the outlook looks a bit dimmer than it did. Uh, I think we're getting to that point where we're oversold. Uh, you know, I'll go ahead and check the RSI, the rel uh, relative strength index on that one here in a second. But the other ones that make up the losers on this list are Zillow, uh, Hippo, Pinduoduo, Duo, and Twitter. And uh, in sixth place, we'll throw in Pinterest. And they were, you know, tied up in that deal that uh, fell through with, uh, with PayPal. So both of those are still beat down uh, Pinterest. A less of a beat down at 18%. And then uh, Lemonade and PaySafe are going to round out uh, some of the losers that we have here. Um, let's get back to PayPal real quick. I want to check that one for the, uh, the RSI. So I'll go ahead and pull up that chart on, uh, on E-Trade here. Pull up the charts. And where are we? So, sorry, there's a... It's hard to run two of the same windows open on E-Trade because it likes to kick me out if I'm on there. But this is the way that I like to uh, to look on here. So that's kind of what I'm comfortable with. And it generally works the best for me to have this, their charts because I'm more used to using them. So you can go in and uh, adjust for whatever you're looking for. But uh, on the technical indicators, this is a lower indicator. It is a uh, RSI, and yeah, we are into oversold territory. Uh, RSI is probably down at 20 right now, and when you get above about 70, it would be overbought. So right now we are 
into oversold. Um, we are, I'm going to try to pull up a simple moving average. And we are slow computer today. The we are under the simple moving average as well. So we are waiting for a bottom waiting for that oversold and that RSI to get baked in. And then hopefully if you're bullish on this one, it uh, could be a buy. But the, the other one that I wanted to get into today and the one that I really wanted to focus this conversation on was PaySafe, uh, P-S-F-E. And this one I think has gotten uh, more beat down re real quick just because I pulled it up. The PayPal price target is... Uh, well, some of the, the recent buys are 300 or price targets are 300, 298, 268, uh, Susquehanna with a 310 and Credit Suisse with a 280. And these were all, all done today on the 9th. So there's a lot of upside on this one, a uh, average price target of 294.90. So that represents about 44% of upside. I am just waiting for this thing to bottom before I load the boat. Uh, I don't think it's going to stay down here long. We are, like I said, oversold all, all the conditions. Um, I, I really don't think that everyone's going back to malls long-term. And there's a lot of reasons that I'm bullish on, on PayPal, but back towards PaySafe. Uh, this one has gotten pulled down on some of this PayPal news. That's kind of why I was really kind of chiming in on PayPal before I got into PaySafe. And this one was beaten down on the PayPal news. It was beaten down on being a high growth stock. Uh, over the summer, a lot of these things took a, a real beating. And it was also a SPAC, a SPAC uh, that was a special purpose acquisition company. Uh, I forget the company that they merged with, but this company went out and acquired Paysafe or merged with them and brought Paysafe public back in March. Uh, and a lot of these SPACs were, were real high flyers last year. And then a lot of people were uh, getting out of the SPACs. There was a lot of companies brought to market through SPACs that uh, were really not great companies to be invested in. There's always outliers. You know, Lucid was one of them. There, there's tons of other SPACs that have come to market that were decent. But uh, in general, the, the SPAC craze kind of fizzled out. And some of them took a beating because of it. Uh, you know, Lucid also, you know, before it went um, and merged with uh, CCIV, it had run up into the 60s. I've, I've talked about this before and then back down into the 20s. And that's one of the reasons that I really didn't load the boat um, after that fall is because I had already started a position around the 17 mark. And then it had that massive run up. And once it came back down, I was more or less, I, I guess I'll say that I was a little bit nervous as to the direction of it until uh, some positive news started coming out. So I already had a good position built around that company. But PaySafe uh, had hit the radar and it was on this watch list for a lot of that uh, news around the payment plate uh, processing companies. And, uh, you know, they do a lot of different um, business in the uh, iGaming and uh, online casinos. They do transactions for cash uh, on Xbox. They do eCash solutions. 
they have been acquiring companies also in Latin America. They've got two companies that they bought down in Latin America uh, for eCash solutions. People that don't have uh, traditional bank accounts, they are offering uh, pretty much online banking to these people. And they do uh, transactions in Europe as well. They have a, a company that they bought over there. They do crypto processing as well. So they've got uh, a lot of different ways that they're making money. They have seven different cryptos that they have been established in. They're adding about 23 more, I believe. So I think it's going to be around 30 different cryptos that they handle. Uh, when we go ahead and we look at some of the, the numbers that they had, they've, they've been doing really positive business with DraftKings. They have that as a, a partnership and they're doing some of the, the online uh, cash transactions between uh, players or gamblers and the actual DraftKings site. So they're handling those transactions. Uh, so they're, they're basically, in my eyes, they're the number one uh, payment processor for iGaming, for casinos, for the online uh, money transactions, for those sorts of businesses. They aren't the PayPal or Square. They're not that big, but uh, they do have that pretty much number one spot as I see it for these, uh, these type of transactions. And I think these uh, iGaming, the casinos, they're going to keep taking off. They're going to be doing well as more states allow the uh, online gaming to be legalized. You know, I think right now we're around 20. So there's a lot of room for growth. And, uh, you know, I think the, uh, the analysts see this also. This one currently has about 13% of, uh, uh, no, sorry, $13 price target, 69% of upside. And so, you know, there's a, a lot of room for growth. This one has, like I said, been beat down on some of the PayPal news, the SPAC news, growth sell-off. And uh, there's there's like a, a lot of room for upside, a lot of room for growth as these other markets come to uh, fruition and uh, the iGaming uh, and the gambling uh, gets established more so in the States. So there's a, a lot of room for, for upside. And for this, uh, I did just start a position in this one. Uh, bought about 100 shares to kind of test where we're going to be going. And uh, I saw this one run up yesterday about 7% on Monday. Now today on Tuesday, we are down about 3%. So we're giving a little bit back. I'm hoping we can hold this 750 level and really get a solid footing for where we're going. And, you know, this is going to be one that I think I'm going to be adding on to, as well as PayPal. Once things start bottoming out and we find that base, that's when I'm going to start doing a, a good bit of buying. So. You know, as far as a growth play, this is going to be more in a growth tier for me. It's going to probably be a tier three position for me. It's not going to be a main uh, purchase. Uh, my PayPal purchases are going to be much higher. I'm going to have more in PayPal than I will in PaySafe. Uh, just because I think it is that, that bigger dog on the porch and PaySafe has got a long way to go before they are the established dominant player in this industry, in this uh uh, online payment and transaction type company. So for that reason, it's going to be a smaller play. Um, but that the PayPal and, uh, you know, other and square positions would be a bit larger for me. Uh, like I said, I'm, I'm in PayPal, I'm in square through an ETF in the ARC ETF. 
I don't hold any individual uh, Square shares. Uh, but you know the, the the online gaming, the DraftKings partnership, the fact that it's been beat down so heavy on the SPAC uh, sell off, the growth stock sell off, and just some of the the trends in these industries. I think we're going to see a rotation back to growth, and I think you know the online gaming and bill pay is going to be a great spot to be. Plus the fact that they have these uh, uh, new acquisitions in Latin America. They have two down there in the Europe ties. Crypto is going to be doing well. I think this is going to be one that will uh, see a lot of gains from these different areas that they're looking to expand. So for me, like I said, tier three play, small position for now. And uh, I'm going to be adding on to it if we can hold this 750 level. If we break above eight, I think that's going to be a sign that we're going to have a breakout and we could definitely see um, some higher levels from there in the next coming months as uh, you know, these really start taking off. But uh, you know, that's what I got for you guys today. Uh, As always, thank you for tuning in. Please make sure to like subscribe and share. Uh, If you want to help support the podcast, that's on the anchor.fm slash let it grow webpage. And, uh, you know, let's get out there and let's let it grow together. Thanks again, and I'll catch you in the next one. As always, thanks for stopping by. Please make sure to like, subscribe by turning on the notification bell, and sharing this podcast to help our community grow. Check the links in the description for offers on E-Trade, Binance, and Crypto.com to get your investing journey started. You can also help support the podcast on our anchor.fm webpage. Until next time, let's get invested and let it grow.